1: Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl. I'm Andy, and if you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast, or if you want to chime in on the show, you can always hit us up on social media um, at game Day CLE on either Twitter or Instagram. Either one of those is a, a, a totally acceptable, and we would love to have you in on one of our mailbox shows. Again, 23-17 in overtime. The Browns come back. They were trailing, and they scored in the final two minutes of the game with a David Njoku touchdown catch, and they made the extra point. Bravo, bravo. And then they were able on their second possession in overtime, a huge play. Huge play to Amari Cooper to get the Browns inside the three-yard line or around the three-yard line, and then Nick Chubb sealed the deal in the end for the victory. Um, the 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 scene will turn. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot more about this during the week. but So now you have Jacoby Brissett. He's played his 11 games, and now we have Deshaun Watson going to Houston. Daryl, just your initial thoughts as everything will go TMZ tomorrow in Berea. Probably right, don't you think? What do you think?
0: Well, we'll be on Zoom on Monday. So, um, there'll be good. questions, right? It, it'll be on Wednesday. Well, no, I mean, look, there were, there were, there were questions after the game, uh, about the shot. And clearly you can see, you can tell the players are excited that Watson, uh, is going to take over. But there, there was a tremendous amount of reverence and respect, uh, paid toward Jacoby Brissett and the job that he did in such a, a, a tough situation. And he, Absolutely deserve better than four and seven. Um, it was nice that he gets to leave the stadium a winner. One of the more improbable victories for the Browns in the expansion era. Uh, he certainly, in my view, played well above and beyond expectation. Um, and i I will say this: if the defense magically gets it together for Deshaun Watson. My feelings going to be it's a real shame they didn't get it together for Jacoby Brissett, or they waited until Jacoby Brissett's final game to really get it together because look, the defense deserves a lot of credit uh, for Sunday's performance in that o- overtime win. I mean they held Tampa Bay to just 17 points, forced nine punts, only three scoring drives in an overtime game. Like that's not a four four quarter game either, Andy. I mean a, they forced two punts in overtime uh, as as well here, so. Um, yeah, it uh, it, it was just nice to see Jacoby Brissett be able to uh, leave First Energy Stadium with a smile on his face because he earned it, he deserved it, and uh, I, I look, I, I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm still shocked they won. I, I am because we're used to seeing the Browns blow games like that, right? Where they are up seven points with two minutes to go, and they're the team that loses in overtime. And it was, you know, look, it was nice to see them finally turn the tables on somebody and uh, send the Buccaneers back to Florida with their sixth loss of the season.
1: Daryl, I think it's interesting to look at the AFC North standings right now because that Jets game still haunts you because you'd be, what, five and six if you would have won that game. (laughs) That Jets game is just absolutely haunting. uh, A few players mentioned
0: that in the locker room. What'd they say? We don't want to look back at that Jets game, but oh boy, that's a doozy.
1: It's a killer right now. And it, I, you know, I keep it's, talking it's,
0: about it's six and five. We can legit have a conversation about them making a run in the final six games here. Like the Browns have to win all six games in my view for them to get in.
1: I don't even they know. if win- see- I, I don't even know if winning out 10. gets them in Darryl. Well, I'm
0: just saying that at least gets them to 10 and seven and that's legit. You're in the playoffs. Okay. Right. Even if it's as the number seven uh, seed, the wild, the, that last wild card. But I just – I'm realistic. They're not going to win all uh, six games down the stretch. In fact, the longest winning streak in the expansion era is four. Four
1: at the end of Mangini's season? Yeah. Uh,
0: Mangini – hang on. I got – I. Oh,
1: look at this stat boy.
0: Oh, I got – let me bring out the Browns bleep sheet for you where I have all of this tabulated. Um – no, nah, that's not the. That's the file I'm looking for. Yes, the one with the profanity in it. Um, oh, nice. Here we go. <laughs> Hence the bleep sheet. Um, the Browns have had three game winning streaks in 2001, 2007, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2018, 2019, and 2021. They have won four games in a row, which is the most for the franchise in the expansion era, four times. 2009, okay, that's the Mangini season to save his job. 2019, and then twice in 2020, the playoff season.
1: So let me ask you this: puts
0: in perspective how bad, like how bad it is when it comes to like win streaks. So I just, I'm, I'm a realist. And I don't expect that Deshaun's going to come out and light the world on fire. and We're going to get into this later in the week, but I, I he's, they're going to stub their toe at some point against somebody. They're not going to go six and zero. Maybe they go. I look. I think if they can go four and two down the stretch, that gets them back to where they were a year ago at eight and nine. And I think that that is realistic. And I think honestly, that is the best they're going to be able to hope for. Because you've got the Texans, that's a win. Yeah, the
1: Bengals, the Bengals have changed their... Be,
0: yeah, the, things will be tough against the Bengals. So I don't it's, know, man. And it's that. in Cincinnati.
1: That doesn't help either. you
0: got so. the Ravens at home.
1: Ugh. That's going to be super tough. Right. Although State. they lost today to Jacksonville.
0: I know. It, it, my Saints suck. So that should be a win. I'm giving them a win there. Okay. Washington's a pain in the ass. But I'm going to give them a win there.
1: That's there. too. And,
0: and Pittsburgh sucks. So I'm giving them a win there. They got four and two.
1: Is it conceivable? Could they beat all those teams? I I, I think yeah. here's the important part. The, the get the win in Texas, I think it's going to be big for Deshaun. I think the telling tale will be the future, and it has to do with the Bengals, the Ravens, and the Steelers because they're all on the schedule ahead. Yeah. We play them three more times. Look efficient, look good in those games, and then you, crea- you create hope for the future. I think that's yeah. – and hope can be a dangerous thing, but I I do think that's the important. We live part on of what's hope left. in Cleveland. Yeah, we do. It was so weird going you know, into the stadium the today. Star
0: Wars copyright stuff. This podcast will be named "A New Hope."
1: Is that really copyrighted? A new yeah, hope? yeah yeah. I think it we get
0: some legal legal. Tr- I'm sure the lawyers would have something to say about that. If oh, okay. We, well. If we call this podcast "The New Hope,"
1: but it's always game day in Cleveland. Won't get you in trouble. Apparently not. Okay, or it's always game day in Cincinnati, or it's always game day in Buffalo, or it's always game day in Toledo.
0: Hang on, I'm checking my phone for all the royalties we get for the usage of it's always game day. Nope. Yeah,
1: there are none, 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 none. All right, so let's just get into this week a little bit because I know in the next couple, excuse me, in the next couple podcasts here, we'll be talking a lot about Deshaun Watson. Okay, so guys feel good, they get tomorrow off or no?
0: Uh, they'll, we'll, we'll get a couple of guys on zoom. I think it'll be a tough <laughs> one They don't do victory Mondays anymore. So
1: kind of got to earn those, don't you?
0: Well, no, I, it's just, it's, um, I, I think it's somewhat of a little bit of a loser's mentality. Like it, 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 winning isn't supposed to be special. It's supposed to be what you do. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like eh, to a point. I mean, he, look, if you knew you were getting the day off cause you played super hard on Sunday, I'd be all in or how and about they you can have every monday off if they want to. Or if they how want about you, you just
0: play super hard on sunday cuz you're getting paid millions of dollars to play super hard on sunday
1: stop making sense stop it stop it daryl Um, other, any other takeaways from this game today? Cause I know uh, as we move forward in the week, we're going to move more forward into Sean Watson, but any other takeaways, like one of the big takeaways I had, I've got one that I did, did have not mentioned. <laughs> Go ahead. Special teams didn't suck. Uh, missed a field goal today though. Didn't they? Didn't it was still okay. longest kickoff return of the season. Right. Longest punt
0: Return of the season
1: made an uh, extra point.
0: A- averaged and made a 51 yard field goal. Yeah, that was a big deal. Blocked. Um, Average 15 yards per punt return. I, I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time the Browns averaged double digits on punt returns in a game. So hat tip Donovan Peoples-Jones in the punt return game. And Jerome Ford, what a little spark plug he's been in the kickoff return game. huh? It's been
1: fun. He's but done he... a really,
0: really nice job this season. So, yeah, how about that for a takeaway? Congratulations, Mike Prefer, for the first time this season. Your special teams unit
1: didn't absolutely blow. Wait, we're well, first week of the season. First game. Game number one. Panthers. You gotta give them that one too. They won on a special teams play. Yeah, Sorry. I don't
0: remember any good returns.
1: Yeah, no, I don't either. Um maybe perhaps the magic elixir to getting this team to win is to have somebody go out on the field and do donuts a couple days before. I'm just saying. I'm just okay. saying.
0: How you bad know, did that
1: look on TV? Oh, they well, won. Who cares? Well, they, need to cut that, they need to cut the lawn in circles now, just like that, much like Stranger Things or crop circles from UFOs. Boom, don't, I got it. Don't give
0: J.W. J. Johnson any ideas. I mean, they already painted Brownie the Elf in fatigues.
1: for. I thought folks. that was okay, didn't you? I, no. What? No. You didn't like that?
0: No. Why not? Um, I just,
1: Disrespectful?
0: I just kind of feel like I have a tremendous amount of respect for the military. My dad's a Vietnam vet. I know you, you have family that,
1: that served as well. Great. Uh, step grandfather landed on the shores of Normandy, baby. I just,
0: I don't like the normalization of, of camouflage in fashion. Just like, I don't like seeing American flag in fashion and stuff like that. I just, uh, and maybe that's just the, the the old cranky man in me or whatever talking, but out, my I, I just kind of feel like that, you know, that's that's military, you know, Mil- I respect it. I respect I, what I, you're I, saying. Yeah, I, I don't like that the team sells camouflage merchandise. I understand. I get it. It's a marketing thing. It's a salute you know, to military stuff. I get it. Or maybe only sell it to military members or something like that. You know, but I just, the normal it was, opinion we have in society of wearing camouflage <laughs> kind of rubs me a little bit the wrong way, just because I think it's, I view it, it's my own personal opinion. I view that as somewhat disrespectful because as someone who hasn't served, I didn't serve in the military. I shouldn't wear camouflage. I shouldn't wear any attire that has camouflage on it because I, I did not earn the right to do that. I did not serve in the military or for the country there. And and so that that's like I said, that's just my own. So
1: you'll like this. So let me give you two other nuggets. But if they
0: but if they paint Brownie in a Santa outfit for the for the Christmas Eve game, I won't object to that because he is an elf, right? No, that's a good point. He's got
1: work to do, man. He's got to go North Pole and he's got to get back.
0: You can't. You can't. You do have my permission (laughs) to paint Brownie in a in a little Santa elf outfit.
1: There was a really cool moment, probably about let's see, eleven ten, about ten o'clock this morning. If you enter the stadium from the lakeside,
0: was that when there, they were trying to dry out the field under the
1: tarp? <laughs> um, They probably were trying to dry out the field, but th- this was the cool moment because you talk about the military. Yeah, um, there had to have been two hundred members of the Marines that were all in their, you know, in their formal. Uh, what's I, I don't know, what Marine formal is, but uh, they, I mean, they look their
0: formal, they, the, the formal the uniform. uniform.
1: Yeah. yeah, it was a formal uniform, yeah. and they were dressed, um, and then they were lined up almost like a team picture. In front of the stadium, it was really cool, and it was raining, but those guys were totally unfazed. You know, it was kind of drizzling before the game. I just thought it was, it was a really cool picture to see all those guys that were out there, um, guys and gals uh, in the Marines that were all lined up, and uh, it was just, it was pretty cool. It was yeah, very, they, very cool. They
0: did a great job honoring our servicemen and women. Uh, they gave a World War II veteran uh pair of Super Bowl tickets, which I thought was really awesome.
1: That is awesome. Um,
0: yeah, so. I I just want to make like, I'm not criticizing the Browns. No, no, no,
1: no, no. I don't think you're, I I understand. No, you have a, that's okay. You stand on that.
0: Yeah. You know. Stand
1: on that soapbox. I got you. Um, (laughs) They they did a great job with the salute to service. Miles Garrett, by
0: the way, talked about after the game uh, when he was asked about playing hurt and stuff like that. And he said, Hey, you know, I, you know, my granddad served and you know, the family served and you know, it's my job to go out there and play. And it's my job to go out there and produce when I play as well, whether I'm in pain or not. And right. uh, so I, I respect that for Miles. It, uh, he could easily be taking time off because of that shoulder injury. Uh, granted, uh, the circumstances in which he sustained the shoulder injury, I, obviously he bears a little responsibility for that. But um, you get a, he's given 110%, and he made a couple of plays that wrecked that game down the stretch and uh without those plays without Nick Chubb's runs without Amari Cooper's catching overtime uh without David Njoku's incredible one-handed catch they they don't win the game uh, i mean the star my top takeaway from all of this that we've talked about Andy is the star players made star plays to turn a loss into a victory and that to me is what the game's about and unfortunately, we don't get to see a lot of it here in Cleveland. We see this happen around the NFL all the time. But for Browns fans on Sunday afternoon, they got to kind of taste what fans around the NFL get to taste pretty much on a regular basis, and that is their team coming back to win a game they probably should have won and uh, getting it done. And they beat the all-time greatest to do, it, at least in our lifetime, uh, Tom Brady. They They beat Tom Brady. And, uh, I mean, defense limited him to 17 points. 17 Pretty
1: points. impressive. Three, All right, we points. So, Daryl, we get to talk about the win tonight. When we come back and we uh, have our podcast, what, on Tuesday morning, we are going to turn the page and we're going to look forward to what's going to happen in Houston. And Deshaun Watson being back on the field. So all those things coming up on the next edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland for our producer Meredith Kane. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing, then please subscribe to the podcast. He's Daryl. I'm Andy. It's always game day in Cleveland.